Listener Production. Whether you drink soy milk, oat milk, almond milk, rice milk or chalky milk, we've got a seat at the table for you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, a lot can change in a couple of days, Alex Tyson. And, you know, we were heading into uh, a cautious Sydney uh, last Friday. And then, uh, and then look, it's all locked down. And, I mean, you know, some people, there's, there's wars breaking out on Twitter, mate. Oh. This, there's Sydney versus Melbourne kicking off. I know. And now it's becoming an all-in brawl with <laughs> WA doing some circuit breaking themselves. Northern Territory, their first case is in forever. Case in Queensland. It's um, all pretty scary stuff. So hopefully people can get get out there, be safe, get themselves vaccinated when they are eligible to do so as quickly as possible. Yeah. And then we'll uh, yeah, keep on look, trucking. I mean, you know, I've, I've been just receiving messages from friends saying Queensland, saying, I oh, hope you're doing okay in lockdown. Mm. Listen up. i got a two-year-old kid. All right, my life is locked down. So I don't have anything to worry about. I'll be fine. But... There are people who may or may not be struggling, you know, and like they come out of nowhere, you know, bumped into my next door neighbor, 10 year old, you know, school holidays starting. Oh. I said, oh, how you doing? You know, just as a passing, oh, how you doing? He said, oh, a bit lonely, really. Oh. I was like, oh, man. 10 years this old. sucks. Well. I mean, school holidays is your life. What is school holidays if you can't go to Indro Shopping Center, food court? And, you know, put your bags in the middle of the bus stop. I think we need an emergency supply of Jerry Springer in the middle of the day for these kids that are locked indoors, <laughs> home from school. We oh, need to just Maury, bring back Maury. Bring back Maury, Ricky Lake, if possible, <laughs> Judge Judy. I mean, she's on there every day. Ian Dyson <laughs> swears by that 3pm uh, <laughs> visit from the judge. And is it but, time um, for the Huey Marathon? <laughs> ready, steady, Let's cool. Do- I mean, we need to... We need to boost olive oil sales. Let's bring supply. Huey back. Um, look. Thank you so much for joining us on a Monday. Thank you so much for some incredible Instagram messages over the weekend after our episode on Friday. We are going to touch on that a little bit later on. But today, we're back in business, giving you a little bit of clickfish. all right? Our investment uh, portfolio is... We're going to do our due diligence when it comes to our next investment. And we've got someone to chat to there. And, um, yeah, and look... No, no, Alex <laughs> Dyson, you don't get to say what's happening next. I'll be the one that dictates that because... Last week, it was your birthday, and due to obvious reasons, we couldn't celebrate it appropriately at the time. But now, new week, new horizons. Let's bring in the birthday Uh cake, the presents. We're going to celebrate properly up next, and we'll let you know what we've bought you as a little gifty. Hope you're having a good one. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, as promised, uh, you are long overdue a birthday celebration. It was your birthday last Tuesday. The big 3-3. Wow. You out You outlasted... Did JC go, get to 3-3? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, he... No, JC Chazaz from... Uh, from in sync, yes. Well, JC famously stopped and started, so I don't know where he ended up. But um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you subtract those three days from his age. He was 32 but, or 33, um, anyways. Um, you made it, mate. 33. Yes. And uh, and how, I mean, how are you feeling as you get older? The, the world, you know, goes round again. Well, I remember. Um, I remember around my 24th birthday party. I had footy training. Just you know, had my 25th birthday. Went to footy training. And then um, pulled my hamstring. And then my dad, as he does, he brings around, he did like phys ed teaching and all that anatomy stuff. He brings around his books 
and look in there and it's like, these soft tissue injuries can start at the age of 24. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> getting older. <laughs> and 33, I, I turned 33 and then the next day I was moving some pillows on the couch because I'd... I, um, Woods got me a Xbox game. I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And I put in a good <laughs> few hours, uh, you know, <laughs> running amok in the old Wild West. And then, um, well, of course, to do that on the couch, I moved my bedding onto the couch to do that because I'm a 33-year-old man. And then <laughs> when it was time for bed, I had to pick up the cushions to take them back to bed. As I went down to pick them up, I dislocated my elbow. And so... <laughs> oh, wow. That is... That's 33. So that's what happens when you're 33, my friend. Just you know, be very careful. I, not to, to make make this about me, um, so apologies for doing that. But um, <laughs> I remember when I was 20, and my sister lived in Sydney. I flew down from Brisbane. I was I was last year of acting school, and I flew down to Sydney to visit her from Brisbane. I remember being at a party, cool party, Darlinghurst near King's Cross. Ooh, okay. I was on the couch. It was late at night. I was chatting to some some guy. I don't I don't know who he was. And I was adamant, sitting there going, Adam, absolutely adamant that I would win an Oscar by the time I turned 25. You were telling everyone that? I was telling people at this party this. <laughs> Imagine being at a party in Sydney and this dude from Breezy comes out and says, I'm going to win an Oscar by the age of 25. And he was Whoa. going, he was literally like, um, you know, like 25 is still really young. Like you, you don't, it's you still got quite a lot to, and I was like, nah, man, I'm going to do it. Like next year I'm going to move down here, but I'd like, I had the plan <laughs> ready. Cut to the real 25, selling wine at a call center. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess phone marketing is a form of performance. Really. I um, wasn't winning any awards for that. And I tell you what, every call, everyone I called played me the orchestra. <laughs> I'm sure your wines had a lot of gold medals on the front, though. I would, would have won absolutely plenty. And you would have told him about it. Um, yes, it was very, very nice. Thank you, everyone, for the lovely birthday messages. And last year, Matt O'Kine, it's been, I, I realised it meant I have for a full year owned the Gwyneth Paltrow goop candle, the candle with the writing on it that says, this candle smells like my vagina, which is what you got yeah. me for my, for my birthday last well, year. Well, you've owned it, but have you smelt it? I've smelt it. I haven't lit it. Uh, I haven't lit the wick yet. Yeah, fair so, enough. So uh, well, it could be an investment in itself, you know, because it was pretty sexy to start it. with, wasn't it? You should do it. You should plonk it in the middle of a big cake. I've seen, I've, <laughs> hey, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen cakes that look like them. You know what I mean? True. So, yeah, <laughs> people are very creative with icing these days. And then you should go to Car- Cara Del... Um, Delavine's house. Delavine's house. And eat it in her little cave. She's Just got a labia old... cave, doesn't she? That came out last yeah. week. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that'd be like a, tudu- a tuduckin <laughs> of, of all things, you know, what if- woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Okay, well, it's difficult for me to move this on because I don't know what I'm moving it on to. No. <laughs> all right, so okay. you're going to have to do this let's, this time, Matt. <clears throat> let's reset because we've... Because we have since uh, gotten some surgery done on our foreheads and our brows are a little bit higher this time. Okay. Right. So okay. You we, and Bron and the team. Okay. Yes. That's that's about bringing this back on track. Um. Uh, yeah. Heads out of the gutter and we've gotten you a much, much niftier, much, I dare say much more useful um, birthday present 
this year. So, Alex Dyson, you mentioned feeling a little bit left out many years ago on the last day of your primary school. Can you retell uh, that story quickly? <laughs> yeah, okay. So in year six, because my sister was going to use my year six jumper the next year, the, the, the hand-me-down, I got a little dog that people could sign. As a, Instead of everyone, around. everyone else is getting their year six jersey signed. Signing the jumpers. You're getting some little dog. You felt left out. Bronze so. just got me a, a a bag, supermarket bag. You've got me a waterable primary school year six jumper. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's already signed. What does it say on it? Woods is the goods from Ian from Werribee. <laughs> there you go. We wanted oh you to make God. sure. I mean, so many years later, not to feel left out, you know. Look at this. Oh, <laughs> this is the because it's usually everyone until up to U five has a brown jumper, which is the little logo, the year six one, all yellow with oh. um, a whale on the front. That's part of the waterable. It was on Jamison Street, it's so still we call the same. it Jamo. Is it still the same style? This is it. Yeah, this is the exact one. <laughs> How did you get one of these? There's a folk. There's a photo of you in your year six um, oh my God. class in there. <laughs> oh, we give you a photo as well. A photo from. So we're going to chuck that on our socials. You can see little Alex Dyson oh, in year six. Oh, there's the crew. There's <laughs> Reese McDowell. I used to play a bit of Neopets with Reese. <laughs> Hannah Thomas. Her sister, I ran into last year when I dislocated my elbow. She was the triage nurse at the hospital. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. There's Cynthia Jern, Jagascanta, Monique Hussey's there. Had a crush on her. Is Jagascanta um, your friend who you went over to their house and the dad ate the whole onion? No, I, no, I, I can't remember if Synth was there, but that was Movenek and Ica's place and <laughs> I'll tell you what blew my head off. Cheyenne Smith is there. Andrew Port's Porter. Oh, man, how about this? Thank you so much, guys. Oh, bro. Hey, this there is, you go. Happy exciting. birthday to Alex Dyson. I wonder if this jumper fits. Try and put it on. Feel free to send us your uh, favourite Alex Dyson memories on our Instagram at matt.n.alex. We'll chuck up a photo of uh, Alex Dyson in the New Jersey and maybe a pic of him back in the day uh, sporting the original. Oh, man, this fits well. Did you get <laughs> – was I this size growing up? I just wore them big. Bron, did you organise a large? No, they – because they've updated them now. So now they're actually rugby jumpers, but they had this one spare and it, it was the only one left at the school. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> oh, yes! I got the final Waterloo <laughs> Primary School Year 6 yeah, jumper. This is, I mean, Bron was straight wow. on it, straight on the phone as soon as I suggested it. So, look, happy birthday, Alex Dyson. Thank You're you. a legendary part of this, the team, the radio. Oh, there I am standing next to Mrs Nelson. And I ran into Mrs. Nelson's daughter at Falls Festival one oh year. God. And she's like, every single, turn off the mic. We're going to be here all day hearing every single person you've run into is sibling. All right, let's Come move on, this on, let's go. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Now, Matt, investing is sometimes a fool's game, okay? One At one moment... You're making a $50 windfall and a chicken nugget that looks like Johnny Bravo. The next minute, you're getting banned from eBay. I mean, it's just you're riding the highs and the lows. And you'd be the same with your little crypto wallet. Oh, it's little, all right. It's getting little <laughs> by the second. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the crypto is what's happening right now. Honey, I shrunk uh, Rick, my quids. Where's Rick? <laughs> Where's Rick Moranis when you need him? Barefoot investor, my gosh. I'm walking around in clogs on. I got four <laughs> pairs of shoes. That's how bad I am at investing right now. Anyways, 
We figured we'd try to do something a little bit different because, you know, we did make some cashola from the Nugget investments. Yeah, and we did think, uh, we did mention last week that um, the world of storage units that have gone to seed could be a place to chuck a relatively modest sum of money, which we could then turn into big, big profits. Yeah, so we thought we're doing a little bit of a, a pre-Insiders Insiders today, it feels <laughs> like. I mean, uh, we will probably still have your regular Insiders segment later, but we thought we'd talk to someone from the biz, from the industry, to let us know a few of the secrets of the trade and what exactly we're getting into when it comes to investing in storage units. Because, Alex Dyson, you were even thinking about investing in something else, weren't you? Well, I thought movie and TV show memorabilia could be good. Like, imagine getting... You know the um, the cardigan that Toadfish wore in episode two thousand three hundred eighty four of Neighbours. <laughs> like I think there's some money in that. So what I, about I'm the not... vest? What about the vest that Nathan White wore in his episode of Neighbours? Your vest? <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, my vest. Have you still got it? <laughs> Because I didn't they nah. tell you to bring your own costuming? Yeah, I got into a fight with wardrobe after <laughs> I hit my head ice skating. Anyways. <laughs> It's all in episode one if you want to listen back to it or somewhere around our very first week. Anyways, it's a long story, but basically I'll never be back on Ramsey Street again. Well, uh, let's talk to someone who who could give us a little bit of info on um, on the cautionary tales of investing in disused storage units. His name is Ben and he joins us right now. G'day, Ben. G'day, fellas. How you going? Good, Ben. Now, you work at a storage facility. Previously, I uh, used to work. I used to manage a storage facility for a couple of years. <laughs> oh, what square meterage were your were your units there, Ben? What do we range oh, from? Anything from a tiny wardrobe space all the way to a big warehouse. Whoop. You name it. Oh, interesting. Now, for some reason, I find storage units sus. <laughs> Would I be right in thinking that? Like, I just feel like people are up to no good around that joint. Look, let me tell you. For the most part. Um, Pretty pretty blase sort of thing, you know. Every every day, for the most part, was pretty pretty standard. But occasionally, you would be uh, pretty much rubbing shoulders with people that, let's just say, are a few weekly short of a blockbuster video. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, at the start of, at the, start of uh, the lockdown, I did have one guy that came in to tell me that uh, COVID was a planned pandemic by the CSIRO. <laughs> Um, and he was actually storing a lot of uh, goods for Doomsday in his space. I did. <laughs> I, I, you, you can't really deny his credentials because he did have hair growing out of his ears, and he did wear a tweed jacket. So that sounds pretty, pretty on. Hey, on top of look, it for me. as someone who's just found their first few strands and <laughs> are coming out of their ears, and also regularly thinks about how much tuna they will need to survive Doomsday and figures and thinks about what bug bag they might be packing uh, sooner rather than later. This could have been me from the future, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hope you gave him the aluminium-lined storage cage as well to, to protect oh, well, the belongings, all- <laughs> belongings there, Ben. It's also the thing of, uh, well, I know, where his, I know where his stuff is. If, if Doomsday does happen, I'll see him in, in the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'm assuming people probably try all sorts of sus stuff, like, you know, trying to grow weed in their own storage facility, home brewing in there. What are they, what are they up to storing guns and stuff? What are they doing? The surprising thing that I would often find is people trying to live in their own storage unit. Ah, Whoa. see, that makes sense you know? as well. But it, is but there a then, it's clause in the contract that says you were not allowed to use this as your residence? 
Yeah, pretty much. And like, it's amazing how, how these people think they can get away with it because it's really easy to find the people that live in these units because all you got to do is just find the long, long power cord that's just going down the hall <laughs> of the communal power point. <laughs> go to the door that's slightly ajar and just open it up and go, hello. Oh, no. <laughs> They're just kicking back, the phone's plugged in. You could do a pretty sick fort in a storage unit though, like... Well, wait, oh, with bloody the prices of car parks in Sydney these yeah. days, I don't blame anyone for trying to sleep in there. Far out. The amount of times we would have, uh, you know, raids from the federal police. Um, Whoa. You know, so the, so the people, they'd come up with a warrant or something like that? Yeah, yeah, they'd just come in with a warrant. we go, all right, have fun, see ya. And what are they looking for, drugs? Oh, varying, varying different things. You know, we, uh, we've had people that have, you know, been housing stolen goods. We've been having people that were housing... You know, contraband stuff, contraband tobacco, uh, drugs, that sort of stuff, like crazy, crazy stuff. There was one time we opened a unit and we discovered uh, TNT, firearms, uh, an assortment of different explosives, which we, you know, had to call the bomb squad and get the entire area cordoned off and wait outside until they searched it and removed everything. Oh, my God. Uh, We had one guy uh, come in. This happened to my friend who uh, who worked at a neighbouring facility. Smelt like off meat all the time. Oh, no. came in, said I've watched, po- I've listened to podcasts about this stuff. Is this for real? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he randomly came in, took something out of his unit, said, I know I'm overdue. I'll pay you next week. Won't be able to contact me for a couple of days because I'll be up on the farm in the middle of nowhere. And then uh, a couple of days later, homicide detectives rocked up. <sighs> all right, well, I. <laughs> Less said about okay, that, the I hope probably. we don't bid on that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> you don't want to be. That doesn't sound like a very good investment um, oh opportunity my there. Gosh. Goodness gracious. How often do you do these auctions to sell off just whatever's in an old unit? Look, it, it's fairly regular. Like, for the most part, the, the auctions are usually people that forfeit on their bills. The sort of people that would sort of fall back in their bills, usually they won't have stuff that's really salvageable that we'd really want to sell like a lot of the time i was always trying to avoid selling units because you know it, it does feel like grubby work sometimes especially mm. if it's you know if it's just a unit full of you know nan's old clothes and some birth certificates and stuff then it feels a bit off mm. but like it does happen fairly regularly well the, feels uh, a bit off or sounds potentially really <laughs> valuable i mean have you watched antiques roadshow that is true that is what true. you just <laughs> said there was ex- i was like oh my mouth is watering at the possibility of finding some old well, with a you certificate know. of authenticity of a nana. You know, this is a 100% <laughs> yeah. genuine nana, to- nana, and here's your certificate. Born in 28. Um, they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> what sort of money are we looking at for a decent unit? Can we get away with a $60, you know, budget? Possibly, possibly. It, it, it varies. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the units, if it's one of those mystery units, it can be easy to get burned. It can mm. definitely be very... I do remember one instance where someone came in and, and purchased a unit and they opened up the unit and it was expired Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Wait. was any of the food shaped like Among Us characters, okay? Because that's all I care about. Wow. So, <laughs> I really don't get that. Why I don't have room for this in my fridge, but I do have a storage <laughs> unit I could go and put it in. I don't get that really. Okay, so... It would, Got to be a little bit cautious, but have you heard of any um, any big windfalls? Have there ever, ever been an auction where someone's absolutely um, gone to the moon with it? There'd been. Ah, uh, not really, not oh. really. Like, okay, I was really hoping you had a story for us. <laughs> 
I mean, it's, it's one of those things where the things that we found in there have, like, if, if, if it's been something that's been pretty valuable, usually the people that own it are pretty quick to try and get in contact with us to stop it from going to going to, to auction there because, you know, I mean, there have been instances mm. where we found, you know, old Mustang shells and, and things like that, which are worth a fair, fair bit of money. And, you know, people do definitely want to keep that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so... Um Really, we're looking at a few antiques at best, but that's okay. I've got faith in antiques. And how do, how do we pick a good one? How do we know yeah. you know which ones we're bidding on? It's very much a luck of the draw sort of thing, you know, sort of go into it. Um, a lot of the websites will catalogue the stuff, so you know what's in it ahead of time. But sometimes, you know, you'll find like these units that are the mystery ones. It's always hard to tell what's in them. Then, right, I stuff. think that's our only hope. Get, I think we've got to go a mystery one. Do you get a Fabergé egg or a uh, ramen with miso egg? You've got to be very, very <laughs> careful. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ben, for your insights. We'll um, <laughs> we'll see whether we pull the trigger on one of these. And, um, yeah, hopefully uh, win big. Appreciate it, man. We'll catch you later. Too easy, man. Have a great day. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Click fish. Click fish. With producer Bron. Oh, such a pleasure to be chatting to our super producer, Bron, where she brings us all the articles from the weekend that we were tempted to nibble but refrained because we knew they'd be covered today. Hello, Bron. Hello. Oh, speak for yourself. I've been clicking like crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Bron. Well, uh, what have you chosen? What's the cream of the click crop? They're all pretty bad, but this one headline, Popeyes offers I don't know meal for the undecided diner. Ooh. So Popeyes is the uh, fast food brand in America. Yeah, they do do a uh, pretty pretty mean fried chicken over there. So I, I guess Netflix and those sort of products have brought in a just watch something like a shuffle mm-hmm. thing, and so they've done that as a as a meal. Do you choose for like a, the number of people? No, get this. This is the weird part about it because the I don't know meal is just the chicken sandwich with a lemonade every time. Every time. So it's what? just a normal. What? It's just, if you know you don't feel like a chicken sandwich, you're not going to get the I don't know meal because it's just the most this popular so item. ridiculous. <laughs> but, I mean, because, I'm look, the whole chef's menu <laughs> has been a, you know, great tradition in the sort of, uh, you know, higher tier dining places for a long time. Mm. I think in places like Chin Chin, love nothing more than the feed me, you know, <laughs> absolutely love it. But the I don't know and you just get the chicken sandwich... It really should be like the lottery where you could get a single chicken nugget or you could get a family feast for 18 people. The mystery box. Exactly. Yes, that would be cool. Yeah. But anyway, maybe for next time. Uh, What about story number two? So this is from Lad Bible, and this is one of those stories that probably come out every couple years. Headline, new study finds eating chocolate in the morning can help you lose weight. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's Easter Sunday. Is it what? Every and not Sunday. eating anything else, or what? <laughs> like, how does this work? No, it was a study that was done um, at a women's hospital in Boston, and they were just saying if you have a hundred grams of milk chocolate in the morning, it can help you lose weight, and has yeah helped participants, you know, it get through what, their it weight loss journey. Your, your um diet. What is it? No, your your metabolism. It said that it helps burn fat and reduce glucose levels in the blood. 
Really? Yeah. Burn the fat that it puts in you? <laughs> Burns its yeah, own that fat. sounds counterintuitive. I think I lost a little bit of weight um, after eating a bit of birthday cake last week, a big rich chocolate one, because I ate a piece, felt really sick, didn't feel like eating anything else. So oh, that's <laughs> not a bad <laughs> technique. <laughs> so uh, okay, um, so this is this. There's two food clicks that you've been doing so far. Are we going for the trifecta of um, foodie goodies? No, this last one is a little bit different. So this is from I've gone international. This is from the Mirror UK headline: NHS worker ditched by Spice Girls for posh says her voice was too good for the band. Whoa, now that is spicy. So it's the sixth I'll tell you spice what. girl, paprika. They call her Nearly Spice. <laughs> nearly Spice. Oh, man. Goodness me. And so is there any evidence for this or she just said it? She just said that she was in like the final callbacks. Um, interestingly enough, her name is Mel Colima, so another Mel C. Oh. Um, they said that her voice was too good. I don't know if that's true. And well, it was probably because they already had a Mel C and a Mel B. You kind of well, three that's what you think, but also yeah, you but, don't want Mel, did, you know, C H and Mel <laughs> C whatever. So did she? Did she look posh? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like or like because if she got replaced by posh, surely she must have been quite a posh look looking spice as well. It didn't have to be posh. Could have been. Well, what else could she have been? Bogan Spice? I don't know. Well, that the opposite. So. That's, well, well, no, they obviously wanted someone who was posh. I don't know. By the photos, oh. it's hard to tell. Well, when you said you got a story from the Mirror UK, I hope you were going to tell us about Matt Hancock. Who was I part heard of, about yeah. Matt Hancock. Hey. Over the was, weekend. was all over the news. That was crazy. Who was part of the UK government and COVID rollout, and he resigned over the weekend because he was seen on CCTV kissing his aide, doing a bit of a uh, doing a bit of a Barnaby over there, but it was against lockdown regulations, where, which banned intimate relations with people outside your household. And he was married, and she was married to other people, and they were just making out at this at this place. Oh my god! I just love that politicians. I know. Can just do this stuff and uh, get away with it. He'll be back in three years. We've seen it can happen. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Very much, Bron. We appreciate it. And we'll chat to you next time. Thank you. All day breakfast. All right, Matt, we are coming towards the end of the show today, but we wouldn't want to leave without saying a huge thank you to you if you um, had to listen to our show on Friday, uh, the final day of a very tough week here at All Day Breakfast. But I tell you what, the love and support of everyone in the room, at Listener, and I tell you what, yourselves, uh, for sending us plenty of incredibly lovely messages on Instagram. Matt.n.alex was so heartwarming. We couldn't finish today's show without saying a big thank you to you for supporting us through that. And um, yeah, maybe reading out a few messages that we got because it shows that there's so much so much love out there, Matt O'Kine, and so many people who uh, have a lot to give and have had shared experiences, have experienced grief in the past. And yeah, we're able to, to grow and learn from it and get through stronger, stronger than ever. Yeah, look, we wish we could reply to every single message we got because we got so many. But uh, here are just a few that um, we want to share with you right now. Darcy Loves You says, uh, really important conversation today, guys. Well done and thank you. Big hugs to Marshy for his vulnerability and honesty. And we thank Marshy as well mm. for joining us on the show on Friday and being so open um, about his own experiences. Logical Line Marking says, uh, hey, guys, we've had you in our lives for years. We have You've entertained us. You've given us a lot, uh, so much. 
Um, we just wanted to let you know that we care. And after this morning's podcast, we went to work and in our daily toolbox meeting, we spoke about mental health and helplines. So thank you. Um, and that's such an awesome message, you know, and the, I guess the reason why we were doing it, why we even talked about it on Friday. Yeah, it was a difficult conversation. And it's funny going into talking like that. You don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't, you know, you want it to be really good. You don't want to mess through it. But I think, yeah, having the conversation there's, there's no bad way to have it. It can be clunky. It can be emotional. You can feel, you know, some really deep things, but probably not talking about it is the only way that you can to muck it up. So, um, yeah, we appreciate you helping us out. I've got a message from um, Christian, my p- a perm pal, uh, many of us getting perms towards the end of last year, and uh, saying that he sent a message to his group chat, just being very open about how he was feeling and everything and just the amount of love that came in. It's so heartwarming to see people reaching out to their friends uh, in all sorts of ways. And uh, actually, someone on my group chat, you know, said, "Hey, I had actually had a had a rough week, you know," mm-hmm. and it prompted a conversation to be like, "Oh, okay, well, let's let's talk." Um, Ellie as well got in touch on uh, Instagram and said, "Amazing job with today's podcast. I lost a very close friend to suicide at 18. I knew his struggles and spoke to him in the hour before his death." And I'm still haunted by what I could have done or said differently a decade on. My thoughts are with you and your team while you navigate this devastating time. And well done on using your platform in the midst of your own personal grief to help and encourage change. Sending big, big love to your team. So mm. It is something that touches so many people's lives. And so obviously our thoughts are with you as well. If you've had a similar experience, it's so um, so difficult to go through, but there is help out there. And one of them is Lifeline Matter. We actually chatted to uh, a lady by the name of Rachel Bose, who's from Lifeline, and she really... You know, shined a light on what actually happens when you call one three one 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 four, and it's um not as scary as we thought. And it was actually prompted uh, Rian to get in touch with the show and send us a message. She actually joins us right now on the phone. G'day, Rian. Hi, boys. How are you going? Good, thanks, Rian. Now you you um decided to act on uh, on an idea when you heard it when uh, we spoke to Rachel the other day. Yeah, yeah. I um obviously I love the work that Lifeline do, and I'm no stranger to it. They've helped me out a couple of times. So I've been wanting to volunteer for, for quite a while and, and the podcast kind of just gave me a bit of an extra push to, to finally go ahead and apply. Oh, that's so great, Rian. Yeah, I was super surprised that all these uh, people on the other end of the phone are volunteers. They're there. They want to help. They love having chats with people. And sometimes just like yourself, you know, have, have experience with that and you can, you can feel that you're not alone. Uh, how are you feeling about going in and um, doing the training and all that sort of thing? Excited, nervous? A bit of both. I think, you know, the, the want to help people is, is, is strong, so that's exciting, but it's nerve-wracking because I know the state that I was in when mm-hmm. when I had to make calls. So, um, you know, it's, it is going to be confronting, I think, as well. Absolutely. Well, look, it's great. It's really, um, it's really awesome that you are putting your hand up and helping out an incredible service like Lifeline. So thank you for that. Thank you for being open and about your experiences of using it as well. I'm sure that, that those sort of things really encourage people who, uh, who are on the fence to make the decision and, and do, do what's right. Yeah, and I think you're helping people by talking to us right now, Rian, and you will in the future as part of uh, Lifeline. So all the best with it and uh, hopefully we'll chat to you again. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Thank you. Yeah, please do. Thank you. Catch you later. Bye. And thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Uh, Big Monday back in the chairs. We've got plenty more to come this week. So um, hopefully we'll catch you again tomorrow. Yeah, thanks again to Bron for dropping by for Clickfish. We've had a fun one. We hope you have too. And we'll see you then. Bye bye. Listener.